Hey everyone, welcome in. Thanks so much for joining me. So in today's episode, I want to talk about the power of recollecting the Buddha. Um, I just want to say off the bat that uh, if you're here as a, you know, Buddhist practitioner, uh, great, you're more than welcome. If you're here as just a meditator or someone interested in this topic, or you've watched uh, some of my other content, you just happen to click on this. Also, uh, awesome. You're totally welcome. And if you have a more secular meditation practice and you're not so interested in a religious perspective, great. I hope I actually I actually can make the case today that uh, recollecting the Buddha is actually still something useful to you, right? So that's what I wanted to start out with first, that often the practice of recollecting or remembering the Buddha gets relegated to a religious practice. But actually, when we really look at the meaning of what it is and what drives the practice, it's it's not really a religious practice, right? It's just a way to get used to um, a potential we have. So I just wanted to start out with that, uh, just to welcome anyone from any walk of life, you know, into this video that you don't have to be Buddhist to obviously listen to this content. And I would argue you don't have to be Buddhist to, to even practice what I'm going to discuss. Um, I'll say one more thing. The Buddha, the historical Buddha, what we call uh, Shakyamuni Buddha, or some call him Siddhartha, um, he wasn't Buddhist, right? So, so I think we can start there, right? Uh, we can open up a question of, okay, well, what's this all about then, right? So I hope you can keep some open questions as you listen to this. And even if you're a longtime Buddhist practitioner, maybe this can offer you a new view on a very simple practice um, and how powerful it is. And also just a way to do this in a more um, open, um, as I call it, process-oriented way. So basically, remembering or the practice of what we call recollecting the Buddha is a way to remember our own potential for awakening, our own potential for freedom. Um, I want you to just do a quick exercise with me or, or visualization practice where, you know, when you think of the Buddha, whether that's um, like a really beautiful image or statue you saw, or maybe uh, a teaching of the Buddha or whatever pops into your mind, what do you notice happens to you? What do you notice happens to your energy? What happens to your body, right? What happens in your mind? Just take a moment to do that. Okay, so without assuming your experience too much, um, what I notice in myself and often what happens to those I, I ask about their experience with this is there's some sense of peace, right? Especially if you, if you actually are listening or watching, listening to or watching this, um, you're, you're most likely going to resonate with the figure of the Buddha or the symbol of the Buddha. And for, for most of us, when we think of the Buddha, we think of simplicity. It reminds it's a symbol of simplicity. It's a symbol of um, peace. It's a symbol of maybe for some people calmness, right? And then for those of us who have studied the Dharma a little bit more, it's uh, the Buddha is also a symbol of awakening, a symbol of our own potential for inner freedom. But, um, you know, as you continue to maybe work with the exercise I just uh, mentioned, yeah, just notice what you feel. Notice what happens to you, right? 
Um, I do realize there are people out there in the world who may have a different experience when they imagine the Buddha, and and I understand that. Uh, but I think in general, for most of us, um, this image or symbol of what the Buddha represents represents something peaceful, represents something we want because our lives are are, are stressful for most of us. You know, most of us are struggling with uh, some kind of stress, struggling with some kind of overwhelm. And if we really look at our experience, you know, we don't know how to necessarily deal with every emotional reaction we have, every thought process, um, let alone, you know, outer relationships where we can struggle in our communication, we can struggle in our, you know, ideals about something, uh, choices, right? So the Buddha described this as a part of life, right? And I think the symbol of the Buddha represents someone who resolved that to a certain degree, right? I mean, as Buddhists, we would say he resolved it completely, meaning he resolved the fundamental stress of what we know as life, right? And so this is one very simple way to think of awakening, uh, resolving the stress or the fundamental stress of life, resolving that, right? Um, now, actually talking about the resolution itself, that's a, that's a big one. There's a lot of teachings on that, and it's a whole path. But nonetheless, I think just putting it very simply, um, the Buddha, when we remember the Buddha, recollect the Buddha, um, it's a powerful symbol of resolution, right? It's a powerful symbol of our own inner potential. So with that said, um, I think we can go into a little bit more depth into the meaning of the word Buddha. And the Tibetan word for that is, is Sangye, which we're going to look at in a moment. But as I was implying, the word Buddha itself um, literally means awake, right? It literally means to be awake or awake. Or in the case of when we're referring to the historical Buddha, Shakyamuni Buddha, we would say the awakened one. It's one of his names, right? The Buddha. So in uh, traditional Buddhism, just for some of you who don't know this, I'm going to say this. Buddha doesn't necessarily refer to a historical figure. It can, right? Uh, but it also just refers to any being who is awake. And um, <clears throat> especially in the Mahayana uh, traditions of, of Buddhism, there's many Buddhas. There's not a singular Buddha. Uh, meaning, as many beings as there are, there can be that many Buddhas. So, you know, we have a belief or an idea that that. Uh, the word Buddha is actually, it's plural, right? Uh, of course, it can refer, as I said, to the historical Buddha, who we normally think of, but it can refer to anyone who is awake. So I just want to point that out. And this idea of awakening, as I said, um, is, a, is, a is a type of resolution that has resolved uh, the stress of life, has resolved the, the suffering of life. And another way to look at this uh, the Buddha has, uh, a Buddha, anyone who is a Buddha, has awakened uh, beyond any type of confusion, any type of confusion of who they are, <clears throat> you know, what the world is, um, what their emotions and thoughts are. They've removed that confusion, right? But if we, um, if we look a little bit deeper into the word, I think the Tibetan word for Buddha um, is a good model to use to go a little bit deeper into, you know, this idea of being awake or what it means to be awakened. So as I said, the, the Tibetan word is Sangye, 
And um, we break this word often into two parts because it represents uh, the two aspects of what Buddhahood or awakening is from a Buddhist perspective. The first part of the word sang means uh, to purify or cleanse or clear away. Uh, so it, it literally means that, you know, if we're talking about a, a consciousness, they've purified or clarified something, right? And in this case, relating to confusion or stress or suffering, we could say they've purified or cleared or removed confusion, stress, and suffering, as I was saying. This also includes uh, uh, habitual patterns, um, afflictive emotions, all of that. So basically, that's the first part of the word, song, to ha having cleared or purified. Now, the second part is, I think, a little bit more difficult to understand, in my opinion, uh, but it's really important to include here. So the second part of the word sangye is ge in Tibetan, which uh, means expansion or blossoming. I'm sure you can find some different meanings, but these are just some of the ones I found. Uh, expansion or blossoming. And we could say generally this means the blossoming or expansion of all awakened qualities. Like, so what happens when we remove confusion or we remove stress or suffering? Uh, in this case, it's not that there's a void there, it's that all of these other uh, enlightened or awakened qualities can come. And so, a lot of those qualities relate to um, how then a Buddha or an awakened person is going to interact with others, is going to benefit others, is going to, yeah, let's say serve others, right? And that would come from having expanded into a limitless or boundless compassion. Uh, sometimes we call it non-dual compassion. Also, this includes love, a kind of limitless or boundless love, or I guess we could say unconditional love, but it's, it also goes you know, even further. And so, a Buddhist cleared all confusion, basically remedied their, their own confusion, and because of that, They've expanded into or blossomed it or blossomed it into this ability to benefit others through boundless compassion, loving kindness, and activity. So this is just a very short presentation on this, but this is a way to understand the word sangye, and I think the richer context of what uh, Buddha means. And coming back to our premise just real quick, so when we when we recollect or remember the Buddha, this is what we can remember. This is one thing we can bring in, not just that this has been done by, you know, someone we we revere and look up to historically, um, you know, the historical Buddha or Shakyamuni Buddha, but also um, this has been done by many beings. So, when we look deeper into the teachings of Mahayana Buddhism, as I said, Buddha is a plural word. It, it can refer to anyone who's awakened, and many have awakened according to um, the lineage, right? Both in Himalayan cultures, India, China, um, Southeast Asia, other Japan, other Buddhist cultures, many have awakened. Um, it's no secret within the, the, the lineages of Buddhism. So what this shows us is that when we recollect or remember the Buddha, we're also remembering our own awakened potential, as I said. We're remembering to enact this. We're remembering to um, reflect, learn, you know, uh, uh, meditate on the Dharma. It gives us some inspiration to work in our life in a different way, that we don't have to just settle for 
our, you know, the humdrum. We don't just have to settle for, you know, we're stuck and uh, we can't change. So another way to even think of this is just the idea that we can change. When we remember the Buddha, it's remembering uh, or bringing hope to the idea that we can change for the better, right? So to me, this is really powerful. And as I said, I don't believe this is relegated only to a religious uh, practice. Maybe we can call it spiritual, but you know, we don't necessarily have to be Buddhist to do this. We just have to understand what uh, the Buddha means as a symbol and also as a you know historical figure, and that the word Buddha doesn't also expands beyond that person and represents all of our minds and all of our potential. So in Mahayana Buddhism, we also have this theme or teaching on Buddha nature, which is the idea that all beings um, have this underlying potential for awakening, that actually underneath what we perceive as our inadequacies and limitations and suffering and happiness, that there's a kind of pure or clarified nature underneath. And when we can connect with that pure or clarified nature underneath, that clear, pure nature, we can expand or blossom into our limitless compassion, love, and activity of how to interact with others and in the world in a more free and open way, right? In a more fluid way. So just to give you a way to do this um, uh, in, in a very simple form, a way to practice this, of course, reflecting on what I'm talking about, and I would encourage you to study the Dharma deeper, to study you know, the meaning and, and the path of what uh, brings us to this awakening, because that's what we mainly put our uh, time and devotion into, and of course, practicing it. Um, but even a very simple practice uh, of this in, in the morning, first thing when we wake up, I found really beneficial. And this is just a practice of, of training our minds, training in, a, in mindfulness or a type of mindfulness to remember the Buddha first thing in the morning, right? So, you know, of course, this can be the historical Buddha or in the in the Tibetan Buddhist pantheon, we have we have many different kinds of Buddhas. So if there's one in a female aspect that you feel more connected to, like Tara, or um, you like uh, the the Buddha of compassion, Avalokiteshvara, four-armed or a thousand-armed, you know, whatever it is, whatever symbol of enlightenment that sparks you, that inspires you, when we wake up, the first thing we do is we remember this. We invite this presence uh, into our awakening process, right? Because when we wake up in the morning, it's symbolic for that awakening process, right? We're waking up out of the, the uh, how do you say it, the, the darkness and sort of confusion of our, our dream experience, and we're waking back up into our, our physical world, right? And so when we bring in a symbol of remembering um, the Buddha or a Buddha, right? Again, it can trigger or it should trigger we have this potential. And if we're Dharma practitioners and meditators, hopefully it'll trigger um, a deeper passion and interest, a deeper uh, inspiration and perseverance to put energy into our practice that day, right? So we remember in the morning, we flash the image of the Buddha, and then we continue into our practice or into our day bringing that energy. So I'll leave it there. I'd love to hear from you if you're going to try this practice I just shared. Uh, please leave a comment if you can, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening uh, on Spotify or iTunes or somewhere else, um, yeah, drop me a line at scotttusa.com. I just love to hear from you how this lands, if this resonates with you. If you have also a different opinion, feel free to share it. You know, it's not like, it's not like um, 
I have the correct way to look at this. I'm just sharing an, an approach, not the approach. So thanks so much, everyone. Wishing you a great day wherever you are. Take care.